0: Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much-needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then, share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Jennifer Pepito is the mother of seven children and has been homeschooling for 25 years. Can you believe that? She's graduated five of her kids already. Now, Jennifer has a passion to equip families to homeschool in a way that's developmentally appropriate, spiritually nourishing, and based on proven methods of education. She doesn't want to just homeschool, she wants to help you enjoy the journey of homeschooling and to connect with your children in ways that build lasting memories and relationships. Now Jennifer is the author of the new book, Mothering by the Book, The Power of Reading Aloud to Overcome Fear and Recapture Joy. She's a regular contributor to Wild and Free, and she's the founder of Peaceful Press, which provide resources that promote connecting through curriculum. Y'all sit back. I've got a great interview with Jennifer Pepito. Hi, Jennifer. I am so glad that you could join me today. I know the moms are going to be very blessed by the things that you have to say and about your new book mothering by the book. Um, But before we start, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and your homeschooling?
1: Yes, it was so fun meeting you this summer, Carrie, at a really inspiring, a couple actually homeschool conferences, but Mm -hmm. I loved the one in Southern California. There was just so much excitement with all these new moms. And I am the mom of seven children. I've been homeschooling for 25 years, and I still love homeschooling. I still wake up every day excited to read out loud to my children and be, uh, be their primary teacher. Although now I do have co-op teachers who are wonderful at assisting with the math and the upper level science. Mm-hmm. And I live in Northern-ish California up in the mountains about an hour north of Yosemite. So really just so happy to be in nature and be around my family
0: again thank you for coming and it was so much fun to like personally meet you because you know I've we've kind of been going back and forth on Instagram and direct messaging but that was a wonderful night wasn't it it was it was just... so
1: special so many inspired women
0: yeah it was great um so real quick how would you describe your homeschooling style I mean after 25 years I think I can guess what it is but can you <laughs> try yeah. and encapsulate it. In. I
1: would 100% define myself as a Charlotte Mason homeschooler. Now I have to say that <laughs> there are other influences, you know, I, I, early on, I read the well-trained minds and I don't think that that's conflicting with Charlotte Mason. I also have read several books on the Waldorf philosophy. And there's some things I love about that, as well as some things I love about Montessori philosophy. So I would not, um, you know, I, I'm not a PNEU, follow the exact reading list every year, uh, Charlotte Mason Homeschooler. But as far as the core philosophy, I love Karen Glass. Mm-hmm. She has a book called In Vital Harmony, which I think is one of the best synopsis of the Charlotte Mason method. And it gives us so much freedom to understand the p- philosophy and then apply it to our distinct families because each family does have different things we're excited about learning and different books we want to read. And so being really rigorous about one single book list is not necessarily my style because mm. there our, our family vision is so well-defined that I want to make sure we hit the books that really uphold that.
0: Yeah, and with the Charlotte Mason, I, I love the idea of spreading out a beautiful feast for your kids. And there's just so many different ways to spread a beautiful feast. And so um, I love when I meet Charlotte Mason mamas because everyone's take on it is slightly different, but yet beautiful in its own way. So I had a feeling you did an awful lot of read aloud based on um, your book. All right. So I wanted to talk with you today about the many gifts of homeschooling, Um, because as homeschooling moms, I don't think we always consider homeschooling to be a gift, although you said you wake up every morning just so excited (laughs) about homeschooling. I'm going to venture to say that's not everybody's experience (laughs) with it because our children aren't perfect and our homes aren't always joyful. But I feel like moms just need that reminder every now and then that homeschooling is not only a calling from God, but it truly is a gift that God is giving us as a family. Yeah, Um,
1: (laughs) I I actually just recorded for a podcast I'm working on with my daughter today, and she's 29, and she's working on finishing a Juris Doctorate dissertation. And she was talking about how important it is for her, even as an adult, to stay connected with her siblings and how she's adjusting her way of interacting with them in response to growing relationships. And, and right there, in some ways, that is one of the most beautiful gifts of homeschooling is the fact that families connect over it. You know, you create a culture. We have a culture of the books we read. We have a culture of our experiences with God. We have a culture of our mission trips and our travel. There are so many things that have that have come together to shape our family into something really precious. and that is available to every homeschool family that this homeschool journey, gives us the gift of time with our children. It gives us the gift of conversations with our children. Instead of rushing kids off and out the door, it gives us this opportunity to slow our lives down and be together. I and mean, one of the other things I love about homeschooling is the way it does provide for a balanced life. You yeah. know, so many people are, you know, you look at adulthood and you think, what is a a well um, you know, kind of a balanced adulthood look like. It looks like someone who has a rhythm of life, who knows how to rest and to work, someone who is still a growing person, somebody who has some self-determination in how they live their life. And yet, students are living their lives for 12 years with absolutely no self-determination, no balance. They're expected to pretty much do only sports and academics. And then we expect them to graduate from that kind of a system for that long and know how to be self-determining or have a balanced life or take care of their bodies or physical health. It's it's kind of a high, a high expectation with no mm-hmm. investment. Mm-hmm. Whereas with homeschooling, we can through the years be teaching our children how to eat well and how to rest and how to take time for their relationship with God and how to take time for a community. So it's just there. I mean, I could go on all day (laughs) about the gifts of homeschooling. Can I give one more right now? Please? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) One more is the way that we as moms get to grow. You know, if, if I had put my kids in school and just gotten a regular job, I would have been done doing the same exact kind of work. The whole time. But instead, I've studied sourdough baking and natural (laughs) health and finance and economics and cryptocurrency and just an amazing array of, I mean, nature journaling and bird calls and just an amazing array of information Mm -hmm. because I've had the joy of homeschooling. So there are just so many ways that I believe homeschooling makes our lives better, our families better. And it doesn't matter what kind of homeschooling because you could be a, you know, I have friends who own businesses Mm -hmm. and so their homes, their academic is the academics aren't the biggest thing for them. They are, their business is taking a lot of their energy as a family, Mm -hmm. but that is its own beautiful family life. Or there are other families who are really into academics and they're really pushing it together. They're doing speech and debate and they're really investing in academics, but that's the beauty of it too, is that as families, we can decide what we're excited about and pursue it and feel confident that our children are going to get what they need because the world needs a multitude of different kinds of people.
0: You're on fire. I think well, you kind of I mean, like homeschooling. <laughs> I kind
1: of do, Carrie. I I, mean, I really, I feel, I just spoke at the Walden Free conference uh, on five ways homeschool moms are saving the world. So I believe in homeschooling. I really do. And I'm not trying to judge someone who's not doing it, but it's just, I I really believe there's so so much for our families and for our communities, for our country, for our world, when families are more intentional together.
0: I want to come back to that one because that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, how homeschooling is a gift to our nation and to our world and to future generations. So hold hold my feet to the fire on that one. I want to come back to it. But I'm so glad you brought up the point about How homeschooling was a gift to you personally, as a as a person, as a believer, as a mom. Um, I know for me, the my relationship with God, I think, was the biggest thing that grew and the biggest blessing and gift I wasn't expecting, because we can't homeschool without God. We just can't do it. And so, if homeschooling truly forced me to be on my knees in prayer and in gratitude, and to just totally rely on God for everything. Because when you're when you're a mom, you realize there aren't a lot of things in your control. But when you're a homeschooling mom, you really realize there aren't a whole lot of things that are in your ultimate control. And so it forces us to truly accept this calling from God and to rely on Him for every single bit of it. And I know sometimes it's not like, just relying on him for the weekly, but sometimes it's day to day. And for me on some days, it was hour by hour (laughs) and sometimes minute by minute. So I think for me personally, all the things you said, but I was really surprised and blessed by just how much my relationship with God grew because we homeschooled. And that was such a gift. And I tell people all the time, I don't really think God called me to homeschool my kids. I think he called me to homeschool so he could teach me. And the kids learned and grew into these wonderful human beings. That was icing on the cake. It was God that really wanted to work on me.
1: Yeah, it's so true. I I read a book last year called The Domestic Monastery by Ronald Rollheiser. And it was all about how You know, a mother at home might not be able to commit herself to full days of prayer or to this kind of lifestyle of religious Mm -hmm. devotion. But in a sense, our lifestyle is one of religious devotion. You know, as we um, as we set ourselves to training up our children, to loving them for the Lord's sake, to teaching them, you know, Deuteronomy six, what um, as you walk and as you lie down, as you rise up, teaching them the word of God. We're having this opportunity, like you said, to just continue. To grow in our own relationship with God and especially as we face our failures. Because, you know, when you send your kids off to school, there's somebody else that you can blame. Like if they're not thriving in the classroom, you can blame the teacher, you can blame the administrators. But if there's a struggle at home, you have to come up against your own weakness, your own impatience, your own insecurities, and really work with work with the Lord on it and learn to grow. And and have your identity. I mean, my I had to go through identity crises probably after identity <laughs> crises because I was trying to be, you know, be validated by being a good mom or a good homeschooler. and then you have a child with special needs or a child with you know whatever whatever your kids go through, they go through. and it and it does cause us to have to say, you know what? I am the Lord's daughter, and that's what makes me valuable, not my perfection as a mom, my perfection as a teacher. It's all because of Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you also brought up the the gift of time and the gift of sibling and family relationships. Because if I were to ask, um, whenever I ask my kids, like, what's their, their favorite part of our homeschooling or uh, what they consider? to be the biggest gifts or the blessings, they always say two things. It's always relationships with each other and with us, my husband and I, which, oh, when 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 we have our homeschooling mom um, weekend in March, we have a panel of high school graduates that come back and answer questions for the moms. And the moms in the audience are always so surprised and they always tear up when we ask that question, what is the biggest gift or the biggest Uh, advantage or thing that you like the most about homeschooling and almost every single time those adults those you know homeschool graduate adults will say my relationship with my mom my relationship with my brother Um, and so I don't think moms go into it realizing that's going to be one of the biggest gifts, because I know a lot of moms will say, well, I can never homeschool because I'm constantly at odds with, you know, my teenage daughter or my kids never get along. I don't know how they're going to spend so much time at home together. And it has this beautiful paradox where the more time you spend together, like you said, the more you get to know each other and the relationships are just Fabulous. Those are those are my favorites. And my my son and my daughter would also say um, the freedom for them to and the time that they had to find their God given purpose and their God given passions. And if they were in school, traditional school, those kids just don't have that kind of time where they can actually devote it to the things that they love or to find the things that God has placed in their heart that they really um, maybe want to do in the kingdom of God. Yeah. So I'm so glad you brought that up.
1: I was just talking to my son actually today, and he was mentioning how he was with a friend who who was one of many siblings who've been homeschooled and how each one in that family is doing something really creative and interesting something that they love to do and they they do attribute it to homeschooling because partly i think it helps children to think outside the box mm-hmm. and to not sort of have this one idea of what success looks like and yeah. then the other thing is i think they just have more confidence when they haven't been you know kind of beaten down and taught to just fit in their whole school years they they graduate with more of a sense of creativity and confidence mm-hmm. that they could pursue a dream and that would be mm-hmm. a valid path for them.
0: And they tend, I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of homeschoolers have an entrepreneurial type of spirit too. They're, they just know that there's, like you said, they think out of the box and they see problems and they figure out ways to solve it. Um, so, which actually kind of brings me to- your talk that you did at wild and free about what was it five ways to that homeschooling saving the world Five
1: ways homeschool moms are saving the world even better homeschool
0: moms (laughs) are saving so (laughs) obviously you must feel that uh home education is not only a gift to to you and to your family and extended family but to our nation and to the world so um how do you see homeschooling being a you know, a gift or a saving grace for our nation.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I think both of us live in California. And I think sometimes things are more intense here. Like the problems in society to me are a little bit intensified. You know, I was talking to my kids driving home tonight. We live in a rural community where it freezes in the winter and it's mountainous and yet, I saw a homeless couple walking up the road tonight with like all their belongings in a couple carts. I mean, I didn't, I never used to see that. I don't remember that even just a couple years ago. And, you know, the, the, I've, I was probably on Twitter too much. I had to fast Twitter actually, but you'd see videos of people, you know, robbing, a store and there'd be like 20 people go in and grab all the purses out of a store. And and maybe this isn't happening in other places, but I feel like there is an element of feeling like society is falling around us, you know. But so many of the problems stem back to broken relationships. You know, people never learn to forgive, and so they identify as a victim, and so then they go and perpetrate crimes on other people. Or disconnection, you're you're disconnected from family, there's broken relationships, so you end up homeless. Like, so many of the real ills in our culture and our society can be traced back to broken families, and yet what we're doing as homeschoolers, like, having to continue to work through relational issues, having to be in a home together, like, you know, it's so... It's so tempting when you're having a child who's struggling because children do struggle. Like we can't, we can't avoid that, that children will have their issues. God has a journey for each of us. But the fact that we are willing to stay in the fight with our kids, you know, whether it's getting counseling or, or seeking outside help or praying or whatever it might be, but we're willing to stay at it instead of just, you know, quitting on relationship. Mm -hmm. It has so much to, Uh, to, to benefit future generations. And I mean, the virtue, like in most of us as homeschoolers are teaching our children to care, not Mm -hmm. just character, but actually you're living with other people and you're having to learn how to care about people in a way that I think in a institutional school setting, it's just a little bit harder to do, or maybe, maybe people get compassion fatigue because there's so much, Mm -hmm. um, so much of a focus on problems around the world or, or problems in community. I don't know what it is, but I do know that the homeschool families that I know their, their children are doing good in community. They're doing good in culture.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I feel like even just basic things like sitting down for dinner together. Yes. The, the mm-hmm. risk of having a child who's a drug addict goes down by some great percentage. The risk of having children with certain kinds of health disorders or eating disorders goes down by a great percentage. So even just basic things like keeping a garden, eating dinner together, saying bedtime prayers, these are really small things. It feels like there's normal things we're doing. And yet they're so countercultural and so precious for just passing on virtue, passing on a godly heritage and tradition that really does have potential. You look at the Jewish people, they've gone through, you know, Holocaust and decimation and exile and just one thing after another. And yet their culture is still strong today because they have just an anchored set of values that keeps them, um, it keeps their community strong. I believe that we have the same opportunity as homeschoolers to pass on values to our kids that can stand the test of time that can bring us through whatever we have Mm -hmm. to go through
0: i love the perspective that we are i don't want to saving the nation or helping the blessing the nation one homeschooling family at a time right we just keep on keeping on i love that perspective but i also feel like um and you know yeah
1: well, I read a book last year, I think it was last year or two years ago, called The Benedict Option by Rod Dreher. And he was just talking about how, you know, during the fall of Rome, people like, like the it was chaos, right? It was, it, they had gone from having systems for water and systems for waste and like planned cities to having total breakdown of society and yet the monasteries the benedictine monasteries and benedictine rule was kind of a foundation for western civilization rising out of the ashes and i feel like that it you know it really that is part of what inspired this whole way of thinking is that i feel like we are those modern monasteries creating these little islands of civility in the middle of a a culture that's just unhinged from from biblical truth and even from a healthy sense of personhood or identity that could that could keep families more functional
0: I love that how did you describe it islands of civility that's is wonderful Islands
1: of civility modern yes. monasteries
0: yes I want to I want to think of our homeschooling family that way that's fabulous yeah. thank you that one's gonna um, stick with Benedict
1: me. said yeah um Saint Benedict said that he the monasteries were schools for the service of the Lord and I feel like that's what our homes mm-hmm. are is they're
0: their homes
1: for the service of the Lord.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes, thank you. All right. So I'm looking at the time. I wanted to make sure I asked you this question: What is one homeschooling challenge that you had and you have? How many kids? Seven. Was it seven? seven yeah. Okay. Five. So, what is one homeschooling challenge that you or one of your children had that, looking back in hindsight now, you view it more as a gift?
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's one that I could view (laughs) as a gift. (laughs) Okay. I do know, you know, probably teaching math was one of those that, you know, it was a, I had, I, at one point, I probably had five students at once. So I I have seven altogether, but there was Mm -hmm. a few years gap. And, you know, teaching math was always this like overwhelming thing because it has to be at grade level, you know, and and I think if, if we're going to talk about, let me, let me actually think of one that will turn into a gift. Okay. The idea that plagues us as homeschoolers is Am I doing enough? Right. And so, that obviously in the earlier years of homeschooling, that plagued me. And I would try to do, you know, all grade levels of math and then tack on reading aloud or do um, a grade specific language arts with everyone and then tack on the good things like reading aloud. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I did over the years come to the realization that. Oh, wow. My kids, you know, transitioned into college classes at 14 and they did just fine. Even though we, you know, we did struggle. I mean, we had, we, because I had so many kids and we were missionaries for a period, there were school days where we didn't really do school. Do you know what I mean? There were school days <laughs> where, oh, it's a field trip to the orphanage today, or it's a field trip to build a house in Mexico so we can live in it. You know, So mm-hmm. there were, there were plenty of days that the schooling was life. And yet, you know, I have five children who graduated from my homeschool. One of them got a ninety-five on the uh, on the, inter, uh, the military entrance exam, which is a super high score. I have two graduates summa cum laude from university, so it's been fine. You know what I mean? Right. They they nobody mm-hmm. got behind. Everybody did well in their college classes, and so I think you know that challenge, that lie, really that homeschool moms believe: mm-hmm. "Am I doing enough?" That pushes us to ruin our lives, like make everything so stressful and so unfun. I think, you know, really dealing with that and then coming to the conclusion that, oh my goodness, like this one child of mine that I struggled the most because he he got the least amount of schooling. He was, you know, known by his professors as being this beautiful writer and did really well in school. And so I realized, you know what, what do we need to teach our children? What do they really need to know on the other side of this? Mm-hmm. And that simplified so much for me. And that's why, like, my peaceful press resources, there's a lot of simplicity about them. Because it's the reading out loud and the good conversations, and then either having a good math tutor or a really good math program. Mm-hmm. You can; It's easy to educate our children once you understand,
0: actually, how easy it is. I know. I think, for me, the biggest surprise... I wouldn't say challenge, but the biggest surprise was when we started homeschooling, my kids were, I always say we homeschool from birth until they graduated. But when we first started homeschooling, I told my husband, I told my friends, my family, that once they got to high school, I was putting them in school because there was no way I was going to be able to do the high school part. I'm not smart enough, organized enough. You know, like you said, I'm just not good enough, right? And then high school came along and both of my kids said, no, I want to keep homeschooling all the way through. And so we did homeschool, obviously, all the way through. And what a gift homeschooling through high school was. Those high school years, I thought the wonder years when they were little was fun. Mm, Nothing compared to the high school years. It was just so much fun to learn alongside them and uh, to watch them, like I said earlier, figure out the things that they wanted to do and I just loved high school. And I really think my kids enjoyed homeschooling through high school because they could chart their own course. Um, and both of my kids are extremely different uh, with extremely different interests, extremely different um, gifts and talents. And so I don't know. I was just mostly in hindsight. I don't know why I was so afraid to homeschool high school, because it truly was the best the best part. I saved the best for last. The last four years, that was yeah, good. and
1: and it's really it's wonderful that you're able to encourage families in that because it is sad that so many give up on you know their teens in a way. Mm-hmm. Even even just the relationship, like if mm-hmm. you panic and then you overdo it with academics in high school, then you kind of sacrifice relationship. And it's such a sweet time, to have these amazing discussions and share interests and play. The games together and take trips it's amazing. It really was.
0: Okay, so before we end, you brought up Peaceful Press and we've been talking about um your book. So, I read it, I love it. It's called Mothering by the Book. I love the subtitle, The Power of Reading Aloud to Overcome Fear and Recapture Joy. I love it. So, can you tell us a little bit about your book and also about Peaceful Press and what you offer there?
1: Yeah, so Mothering by the Book is kind of my own journey Through mothering fears, I think fear is just so natural to us as moms. But when we give into it, when we let ourselves kind of listen to fear, what happens is our kids feel like we aren't having fun and they're the cause of it. Mm -hmm. You know, because when we're all stuck up in our heads and looking sad and looking worried, they think, Oh, what did I do wrong? How am I disappointing her? Mm -hmm. And that's not what we want to convey to our kids. We want to convey that we love being their moms, that we're delighted to get to be with them. And so that's what Mothering by the Book is really all about, is my journey working through fear, some of the mistakes I made, with the hope that moms who are reading it will be able to be aggressive about tackling fear so they can just show their children how much they love them and so they can love themselves, love their lives. And Mothering by the Book, you can find it on my webpage, motheringbythebook.com. And then the Peaceful Press is all these beautiful resources where we read out loud to our children. And then we do notebooking and narration along with the read alouds. And I loved the idea of Charlotte Mason, but I got overwhelmed when I had, you know, all my kids at home, I was homeschooling, with trying to pull together the art and the poetry and the music and the books. Mm-hmm. And so this is the, our elementary resources, they're 30 weeks long and they're inclusive. They have geography and science and history and art and poetry. And it just makes for a really simple family style homeschooling where you just add some math and grade specific um, writing or spelling. Or grammar.
0: Yeah, your your book was fabulous. But I'm going to have your links to your book and your website and to your Instagram um, at the bottom of the show notes, so that the moms can can find you easily. So before we end, what words of encouragement can you just give some moms out there um, who are either new to homeschooling or they they do they're they're just gripped with fear um, or they're on the tail end of it. What might be some words of encouragement we can, you can share with them?
1: I, you know, one of the, there's a couple of verses that are really encouraging me right now. One of them is Psalm, I think it's 27. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And I think, you know, when I, my daughter asked me the other day, what would I say to my 22 year old self? And I thought, you know, nothing matters as much as we think it does. You know, having a perfectly organized house, not so important. <laughs> having your child read at age six, not that important. You know, all of these things, they don't really matter. And if we start to think of our lives in with a longer view, like, am I loving well today? And I'm letting myself be loved today because we don't have to be afraid for tomorrow. God clearly says, don't be anxious for tomorrow. But today, am I loving well Am I enjoying the people around me? And i am am I thankful for what God is doing and has done for me today? I think it's just so powerful. And for me, getting to that point of being able to be thankful for my life and appreciate it really started with forgiveness with, and I talk about that quite a bit in the book, just it started with being able to take note of the people that I was holding a grudge against or the ways that I was kind of holding people in judgment And just being really aggressive about forgiving them and even forgiving myself, because as moms, Mm -hmm. we'll make mistakes. And then if we hold ourselves in contempt, it'll be hard to ever dig out from under that Mm. sense of shame. But if we can daily forgive ourselves, just like in the Lord's prayer, it says, forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Then we get a fresh start every day. And we really can rejoice and enjoy
0: our lives and love the people around us and wake up every morning like you, super excited. You get to (laughs) homeschool another day. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jennifer, for joining me. I'll make sure I have all those links so that everyone can find you, your website and your book. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for hanging out with me.
1: Uh, It was a joy to chat with you, Carrie. Thank you.
0: You bet. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, then this is the perfect book to read. And don't forget, you can find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. Now, if you heard something you liked or something new, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. And don't forget, you can find all of Jennifer Pepito's curriculum at Peaceful Press website, and you can find her on Instagram underneath Jennifer Pepito. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.